What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is Real Reality Realness with Brian K. James, the podcast where I, your host, Brian, interview figures in music, reality TV, and pop culture about their lives, their perspectives, and their platforms. Join me five days a week as I get to know some of my favorite people through their points of view and their journeys to their personal greatness. Lock in while I clock in, because we are about to get into it. Alrighty, welcome and welcome back to the show. This is Real Reality Realness. I am Brian K. James, and I put the mess in the message. I am so excited to have this person on the show today. They are a recording artist who is elevating to brand new heights, and I am so excited to get to know them better. Ladies, gentlemen, and every gender or lack thereof in between, join me in welcoming to the show, Deslea. Thank y'all for having me. I really appreciate you for this opportunity. Um, not gonna lie, I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> I'm kind of nervous right now. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm no need to be nervous. You are in safe hands, I promise. <laughs> now, my first question for you is, on a scale of one to 10, how happy are you today? I'm like a five. A five? Tell me why. Um, it's just a lot of, you know, a transition for me right now. I've um, moved away from my family and better myself in my career. And um, it's a lot, like, uh, just managing my emotions and stuff because I feel them so deep. Um, yeah, so I say it's better like, like than a five. Okay. I... Well, congratulations on the move, but I totally get the homesick feeling. What do you think you're most looking forward to from 2023? Oh, this massive success I'm about to uh, attract. This Billboard Hot 100. This, I'm just ready for everybody to get into it. There's <laughs> a lot of things that I'm working on. I know it's a lot of great things that are going to come from this year. Um, things I've been manifesting since I was like, since I was like 13, 14 years old um, that are going to happen this year. So I'm just ready for everybody to see. That's so amazing. So what do you think you most looked forward to to leaving behind in 2022? Um, okay, yeah. Physically, Rotten relationships, whether it be like uh, one-on-one relationships or platonic relationships, and uh, spiritually, just a lot of my ways, a lot of uh, negative or toxic traits about myself, whether I show them to people or not, I'm a very conscious person. I'm really very aware of myself and just to leave behind the things that I feel, or not even things, ways, personal ways of mine that hinder me from the success I'm, I'm going towards. 
I love that. So for the people who don't know you, introduce yourself to my audience and let us know who is Deslea? Okay, well, Deslea is like a side of myself. Coming off the groups of people like Ray Shalders, or I don't really um, come off like me. My music, like, okay, that's you, like, yeah, that's me. So, um, but Deslea is just like a, 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 a crazy side of myself. Like, he's lit, he's a party boy. He wants to go outside, he wants to have fun. He's, he explores himself, he knows his sexuality, he embraces himself. You know, pushes uh, pushes boundaries when it comes to like what masculinity has been defined by society. The slayer is like the slayer is the person who who my uh, younger fourteen year old wanted to date, wanted to be, wanted to look like, dress like, wanted to become. Um, I just popping, seductive, mysterious. Like I keep everything mysterious. Um, that's just me. I love that. Where are you from? I'm from South Carolina. Yeah. Okay. okay. How does your hometown influence the person you are today? Um, it influences me to be better than my surroundings. And that's what I've done. And that's why I feel like it's been so hard for me because you kind of somewhat almost succumb to your circumstances, to your surroundings. That's what you know. That's what you uh, live in every day. So it's important to just, you know, remember, you know, Remember, uh, remember that right there. I said, like, remember that. Um, they it motivated me to like <laughs> do better because I want to say it's like a good place. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, when did you discover music? Uh, I've been making music since I was. Uh, well, let me not say making music. I grew up in the church. I sang in church. Um, very like black conservative. Um, church, um, and I had to go like I was at church like every Sunday, and uh, so yeah, I started singing in church and stuff like that. And I, you know, did theater in Montana High School, and then uh, time went on. And in college, I met these roommates. I would always freestyle in our dorms, but they would always say I'm trash, and I'm like, I'm trash. I'm, I'm guaranteed I was trash at that time. I was trash, so um, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I was trash, but the year later, I uh, did a song. Uh, I posted something on Facebook. It took off. And a year later, after that, I met a friend who um, kind of like, kind of put me on game. They kind of like introduced me to like the industry, and, like music and like record labels and just different like, stuff. And they, they gave me like a, a modicum and I just explored in that and just gained like a massive amount of knowledge when it comes to like, when it came to like music and the business and all that type of stuff. So I started off. Uh, I dropped the album, and then, yeah, that was 2020. And here I am, 2023, on my seventh album about to come out later on this year, um, which I'm really excited for people to hear. I'm so excited. That is incredible. I'm looking forward to it. So, in all of that time, can you describe the moment that you would say that you found your voice? Yeah. I feel like I'm funny about this. Um, I, a lot of times I had to hide behind like, who people wanted me to be. Um, as far as like a person and uh, just like who I should care, how I should care myself. I feel like this next album, that, that's, uh, that's I'm finding myself. I know I, I'm just on myself now. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
I totally feel you on that. How did we land on your stage name? Um, well, at first it was Mason the Slayer. That's my, that's my, like, my government name, but I don't really like to go by that. So I was like, the Slayer, the Shins, you know? And then I was like, mm-hmm. it just, when I think about the name, contrary to like, cause low key, I'm a rebel. Like, I'm a rebel, but I like to go, go against the grain. People say I can't do this, I'm gonna do that. Like, I like that. Um, I like to find the odds. So I was like, the Slayer give me bad boy energy. The Jagger vibes, you know, it's a household name, it's an icon name. So, why not? I like, I like that. So let's let's keep that. You know, it's been copyrighted. You know, I had to go ahead and get that, get that, because <laughs> I don't play with anybody or anything like that. So yeah, um, right. like that. it's just you know, it got a, a, a cool vibe to it. That, I like. that is very awesome. That is very awesome. I love that. Very smart. So, talk to me about the moment that you recognized within yourself that you knew you were talented. I mean, from the beginning, it's quick for me. I've always known I was talented. Like, ever since I was a little boy, I've always, I've, and I have the trophies and the plaques to prove that I've always won competitions and things that I wanted to be in, like, um, you know, like local county singing competitions and stuff like that. You know, I'm known, like, I've, I've been known, um, but it's just like, I feel like people knew me as like in the box Christian, you know, who my mama wanted me to be dressed and how she wanted me to dress, things what she wanted me to sing, um, doing stuff like that. And now here I am as an adult. You know, they just they're a little taken aback because I'm embracing myself. So it's like, mm. but uh, yeah, I've always known I was talented ever since I was a little boy. I love that. I absolutely love that. Now. Growing up, were your dreams nurtured, or did you have to be your own cheerleader? I was very much my own cheerleader, and um, I didn't have a lot of emotional support. To uh, it's kind of why I have a hard time talking to people now, unless like um, once I get comfortable with people, because I just really don't. <laughs> Sometimes I, I don't I, I don't see it for myself, and that's why I'm glad I have this. That's why I'm glad I. Have this a different side of myself I could tap into as like fuck everybody because if, when it comes down to it, it can get like that. It can get real, you know what I'm saying? Real like that, real quick. So, yeah. I t- totally relate to that. I feel like, you know, I am reaching a point in my life where I'm learning to be my own biggest cheerleader and learning to believe in myself more than I've ever wanted anyone else to believe in me or more than I've ever thought anyone should. And, you know, I totally relate to to what you're saying about it getting like that, because it's certainly like that. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Tell me about your writing process. What was your first 16 bars about? Okay, my first thing, you mean like my first ever music ever? Like, yeah, what were the first lyrics you wrote about? Corny, very corny. <laughs> very uh, 1994. Uh, <laughs> um, they were like, I don't know, like I didn't, I didn't really have a just. I, I was playing, I was just playing. I knew I liked being like, I knew I liked being on Spotify. More like the attention I was getting because people knew me to sing and knew me to be in plays and knew me to be uh, put together. And also, I was bigger and I had lost a bunch of weight. I went to college and like uh, 17 years old, 16 years old, 
I mean, I graduated high school at 16 years old in college, like a day after turning 17. So I might have lost a bunch of weight. So I came back and I just, you know, sort of just lost the victory. So, um, what, what was the question you asked me again? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just more so asking what were the first lyrics that you ever wrote? What were they about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't really have a gist. Like I said, that's what I'm saying. I, I really, I was just playing. Like, I don't remember what they were about. <laughs> it was, the song was called I'm a King, and uh, it was very sexualized. Um, being like animated, like very like quirky. Um, I'll say that. I don't really remember too much because honestly, the music I make is like for me at that time. I don't really sometimes remember the music I made in the past because it's all over myself. I really have expelled that energy I've got all that out of my system. So I'm on to different experiences, different um, different uh, sounds, different vibes, different energy now. So yeah. I totally get that. So you're on your seventh album. That's an incredible feat. What do you think is one song of yours that would allow my audience to instantly get to know you as an artist? I feel like the song coming out, I like the ones on the album. Um, that's really a good glimpse of, of who I am when it comes to like, as a person and just dealing with people, society and just, uh, Commuting myself and partying and going out and going out of the town and being, you know, popping my, popping my, uh, my, you know, my people. Okay, I dig that. And what do you think is the realest thing that you've written so far? Um, the realest thing that I've written so far is the song called I Am August 7, 2021. Uh, basically, I that song I talked about how um, just basically uh, molestation as a child and um, like things I went through in college and stuff like that. And I really just talk about it, talk about a lot of stuff when it came to like family, forgiving people, even though they've hurt you. They've, um, they've only hurt you because they've been hurt. Some of the same things have been done to them. You have to open your heart up to forgiveness. So I feel like it's really thing, one of the realest things out of everything I've wrote, because everything I do right myself, um, everything I put myself there is one of the realest things I've ever wrote um, for my, uh, my music album. That's beautiful. I love that. So if you could describe the vibe of your music, how would you say your music feels? It, uh, it make you want to take a shot. It make you want to move that body. Uh, sometimes I catch myself, wait a minute, nah, hold up. I'm getting a little too spicy, but I'm feeling it. Like, because working, <laughs> with, a label, working with a label that pushes me to make music for uh, different types of people, whether it be house music, whether we can move to Europe, if we party in Europe, whether down south, whether we want to go to the CMAs and uh, you know do that, we're gonna. Um, I've been I'm being pushed to just push myself, but also embrace my, uh, my soap and my sexuality and me as a person. Um, and I don't care what nobody thinks. You know, some family members act funny, people act funny, but at the end of the day, we're gonna see what funny is in a couple of years. You know, and we just gonna remember that. That's all I'm gonna say. We just gonna remember that. So yeah. That's hot. I love that. So, who would you say is in Deslaya's top five? Uh, artists. 
yeah, your top five artists, vocalists, being that you do sing and rap. Um, just instinctually, when you think of your top five favorite artists, who comes to mind? I absolutely love that. That was hot. It was like, these are my top five vocalists and rappers, fuck y'all niggas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because that's what it is, humbly and respectfully, like, respectfully, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's just, you know, oh, you shit, know, I love that. It's, you know, you gotta be, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta know, as I'm gonna say, you gotta know the game. If you don't know the game, you just ride up it. So, um, you do the inner out. There's something about life. You do the inner out. You gotta want what you want tenaciously, vigorously. If you want it, you gotta get it. And um, that's just how I am. That's my mentality. Yeah. Absolutely. There's a time to be real and there's a time to be humble. And sometimes you can't be both at the same time. And I feel like it's with like my personality can be so fickle sometimes because I really try to remain humble. But it's like, nah, 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 nah. nah I didn't wrote a book. I didn't write a TV show last year. I wrote a book. And like, Nah, I don't need this stuff. Let me, let me, let me remind myself, and that's why I love that the fact that I tapped into this way because he, he shows me all the different sides of myself that people try to dim my life. Tell me that people who told me I wasn't gonna be anything in life told me I was gonna have to show them them out of all people and nobody that I'm gonna be somebody when I know I'm somebody. I've always been somebody. Um, so like it's just like you know, like yeah, exactly. What are your thoughts on the current state of music? <laughs> oh, wow, that is a question. Uh, the current state of music is going down the drain. They need people like me, you know, people to come spice it up a little bit because things are looking a little stale, a little dry. No one's embracing themselves. People are just going to the factory and trying to make something and making something lay on a piece of paper, just trying to like appease and get a sound. Um, I also feel like the thing with TikTok, TikTok is kind of like, yeah, we should uh, go ahead and just shut that down. Um, and at TikTok Kids, uh, you know, I don't know who listening from TikTok. Don't play with me now. Like, it's just when it comes to the music industry and stuff like that, like, people need to go back into real artists. Like, there's so many people that are getting slept on from dark-skinned women to um, LGBTQ people or artists and let it be bullshit and just mediocre. Mediocre, whatever the way you Just in the game, when we have people who are popping their shit, um, really doing things, being slept on. The state of music is really, um, uh, really, it, 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 it's really bad. It's really bad. It's really bad. I don't disagree. Frankly, I don't disagree. Period. Describe for me the moment that you would feel that you've made it as an artist. What does that look like? 
jewelry. Um, that looks like billions of dollars. Um, like some dollars. Um, a plethora of land around the world, a plethora of house and real estate that I'm living in around the world when I do my season living, and other houses that I own, businesses around America to help the needy, to help people. Um, entertainment centers for youth, people who want to have poor people who have dreams but their parents said you can't be you can't be um you know uh give me making sure my family is living in one uh big house and i'm taking care of them and doing what i need to do as far as that making sure they're protected and they will be protected and stuff like that you know um, making sure that my kids my future kids when they when i decide to have kids they, they have money um, that's what it looks like for me. The grind probably never stops till I'm out of I'm not gonna sit down. I have to I have to accomplish this. Um like the state of like my, my life growing up just being like frankly broke, just not having and like being bullied for not having and stuff like that. I'm about to shit on hoes, excuse my French for people because you never know who a person's gonna be. You never know. We didn't know Barack Obama was gonna be Barack Obama. We didn't know these powerful, wealthy gatekeepers in the industry are gonna be those people. They were the brokers of the broke. And now you have to remain humble that teaches people to be quiet and tap into yourself and look into yourself and don't worry about what somebody else has going on. Because they made you worry about you. Maybe you would attain you would attain some a little bit of a modicum of somewhat of a success of what you're trying to do. But uh you are you worrying and hating on somebody else that you'll never achieve that at all. Mm, mm, mm. You better drop a word on these children today. <laughs> <laughs> He said, maybe if you was a, maybe if you was as focused on your career as you was hating on me, maybe you would be a bit further than you were now. God bless you. People have like um, tried to like openly like you know, tried to put like roots on me, like family members just try to stop me from shining, and I'm still shining. I'm still on top. Because the one thing about it, I thought like people forget people who can come up very sexual, very like over sexual. Like, they're very spiritual people. They're very in tune with themselves. One thing about me. Like, no harm can come to me that I have not seen in my dreams. Yeah, I may talk about drinking, getting lit, and doing some nasty stuff with the bottle and just popping my shit. But at the end of the day, I'm very, really connected with the body. And it can, you know, it can get like that too. You know, it can get like that too. Um, so, yeah. I completely feel you on that. Have you ever heard of the game This or That? Yes. Would you like to play with me? Most definitely. Okay. So now this the, now the answers to these questions don't necessarily have to be from your perspective. It can be just your opinions on the industry as a whole, personally, what you would do, or just how you see the industry moving out here. For clarity's sake. Gotcha. <laughs> You're safe, I promise. <laughs> buy jewelry or buy property? Buy a property. Get your body done or stay natural? Okay. Okay, since we're here, since we're here, since we're here. You know, Slayer will be going um, to get the life or shots. Cause I'm not gonna lie, like I used to be real big in the past. I'm, I'm like, my body is almost dead. I mean, like all I gotta do is just keep going to the gym for six, which I've been going, but I just wanna see the process. So I will be going to get that done. So I'm gonna go 
I'm kind of I'm neutral with that because I really I'm there for the natural because I love a good natural body. Now, come on, natural bodies we love that. But I'm also if you want to enhance, don't enhance it too much, too much. But like if you want to enhance it, like yeah, like you know what I'm saying I'm going to get I'm going to the uh, the uh, the body shop <laughs> and I'm come back out this summer when I go on tour in the month. This man said the body shop. I love that. I love that. There are no wrong answers here, by the way. You go off. Talk your shit. I love that. He said the body shop. I am stealing that. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, you can steal it, but just know we said it. I said it here first. I said it here first. <laughs> the body we shop. got it on record, honey. I will refer back to the episode. I mean, I go back to the cool uh, body go, shop. Like, go on back to the cool, honey. The body shop. Job. I love that. <laughs> I'm really sure people loving their body. Like I'm for people loving their body because at one point I didn't love my body. So when I get my body all the way right up the look, I don't care what nobody got to say. You're just mad because you couldn't even afford to get it done, or you couldn't do it, or you didn't do it. And you look at sloppy and pushed over. So at the end of the day, I I mean, bro, like it's about to be it's summer 2023. We about to be outside bird okay we about to be outside it's time to turn up like, it's time to turn up i'm about to have like, <laughs> i know that's right but not with the not with the uh we can be quiet uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're too silly sign to a label or be an indie artist not okay when it comes to flow Lyricism or talking shit? Lyricism. Okay. Ooh, I'm gonna have to go with both where it's needed because both of those are things that sometimes you need to hear, sometimes you need to hear. So I'm gonna go with both. Okay. I rock with that. When it comes to vocals, big vocals like Whitney or, or smooth vocals like Aaliyah? Me and Whitney have the same birthday, by the way, so we're gonna go big, big vocals like. I love that. I fucks with it. My birthday is the day after Michael Jackson's, and like three days before Beyonce's. So I feel you. The icon, two icons speaking on the phone. What's going on? (laughs) Big Virgo shit. Big Virgo shit. (laughs) Little something slight. When it comes to your own artistry, being that you do sing and rap, do you prefer bars or vocals? Um, okay. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I, I prefer, uh, that's, that's, that's kind of, depending on what mood I'm in, but it also depends on the direction my label wants to go with the album, because I'm out of there. As long as my, my coins with this contract that I'm in, this year contract that I'm in, are right. So I would never sign to a wonky contract, but I'm pretty much flexible when it comes to stuff like that. So yeah, I'm about to go down. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, would you rather get a rapper for the feature or, or get a singer for a feature? Singer. I ain't gonna lie, I feel like some people be a little intimidated. No shade, no tea. They're the ones who, you know, listen. But I feel like some people be a little intimidated. 
when it comes to this thing. Um, but there's no need because I'm I, I can play the main role and still be the supporting actor at the same time. I'm like that number two. That's what I do. Absolutely, I fucks with that. Okay, would you rather be in a group or stay a solo artist? Uh, right now, I would. Uh, honestly, I'm. A, mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Said, See, uh, I have I'm, I'm also. I'm also. I'm, I'm a business. I'm a businessman. I'm right now. I'm, I'm pursuing my degree in business management. So, along with the music, I'm a businessman and. At any point in my career, if I felt like it would it would be beneficial for me to join a group, I would definitely do that. I would be, you know, I don't mind being the, you know, I don't, I can, I can do that because I'm still on shine regardless. Like it don't matter about none of that, bro. Y'all want me in a group? It's only my chicks. It's coming in the mail, coming to that, that black car. I don't care what y'all got to say because then I'm gonna go do something else and go do something else. Go do something else, y'all. You know, I'm, I'm here for you know, get to do what I gotta do. I'm not, I don't. I don't. I don't like to do too much arguing and like stuff like that. So it, it came to a time where I had to do that. I do. I'm not just selfish. Fucks with that. Fucks with that. So, would you rather go on tour or have a residency? Okay, I'm gonna go on tour. Love that. Love that. I dig that. Would you rather do a sexy video or do a serious video? Sexy. I love how you just be hitting these with no thought. It's like, yeah, sexy. <laughs> okay. Yep. <laughs> that one. Just did one the other day. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> love that. Okay. Now I'm excited to see how you answer this one. Would you rather win a Grammy or win a Soul Train Award? Ooh, or BET Award? Oh, no, I love BET. I really love BET and I love the Grammys and I also love the Soul Train Awards. I love all of them. Um, however, I'm going to go with the Grammys. The Grammys is on my list along with the EGOT, the Oscar, the Tony that I'm going to collect. Uh, I, mean, I mean, the Oscar, you know, I'm going to get the EGOT. So, yeah, I mean, the Grammys on my list. I love the BET Awards and Soul Train Awards, and I know um, I would, you know, if they ever need me, don't call me. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Would you rather be famous or known? Uh, famous. Famous. Okay, so let's say you were releasing the first single from a new project, right? Is your first instinct to have a feature on the first single or to release it as a solo song? Solo. Always solo though. Um, for one, I don't really know a lot of other, I mean, I know a lot, but it's like, some, I don't know. I mean, I don't really be needing no features like that. I, I would love to work with anybody, you know, I work with anybody. Um, I'm going to, you know, do some things next month, working with a country artist. Um, so I work with anybody, but I don't really too much really care about a feature. Um, if my label wants me to do a feature with somebody, depending on this, the, the, you know, the status and uh, my reputation um, being attached and everything, I'm more than gladly to do that. But, uh, you better talk your shit, Big Sean. He said, I don't need a fucking feature. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you, 
where? Like humbly and respectfully though. Where? Like I love everybody though, but like I don't really, you know, I'm gonna sell flats and records, you know, like you I'm fucking with you. That shit is funny as fuck. He was like, I don't be thinking about it though. Like I don't hmm, features, but what are those? <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> hey. I'm joking. <laughs> that is too funny. Now, let's say you're doing a mixtape, right? Okay. Would you rather the mixtape have all original music or would you rather do an old school Jack and for Beats tape? Uh, what? Um, can you please say it one more time? I'm sorry. If you were doing a mixtape, would you rather the mixtape be all original music or okay. would you rather do an old school Jack and for Beats tape where you're using beats to songs that are already out? Okay, most definitely. On my album that's coming out, I have some I have some of the songs in the song Flashlight. I don't know if you know that like Flashlight, that's all that. Um mm-hmm. in the keys. That was really bad. But um yeah, mm-hmm. like that's all I have that coming out. Um I have a song that has an Adele mix on it coming out. The boss is already out, the boss book one. And uh everybody pay attention to the book books. It's just a meaning behind that. So the boss book one is out in uh, Flashlight Freestyle with that uh old school mix is out. Uh book three is out as well. So y'all check it out. Hey, love that. Okay. Do you prefer to release albums or release EPs? Albums. every time, Visuals. It's being seen out with people. Though, though. Nice. And when it comes to the first single from that album, do you prefer to release turn up songs or emotional records? We're gonna uh, we're gonna go. It depends on the time of the year. Um, it's a pocket for the um, So you know, if I, if I just know, I just know when to release certain things. So I'm gonna go with uh, the lit. Lit is always be around, but we go up like we shaking in the club, stripping music. We got the stripper gun everywhere, you know what I'm saying? We're gonna go with, <laughs> yeah, with box. Love that. So that was this or that. My next question for you is, your seven albums in, you've experienced all type of levels of experience in this industry. At this point, what would you say is your biggest strength and your biggest weakness as an artist? Biggest strength is my perseverance and my uh, my will and um, the fact that I'm just how determined I am. My biggest weakness, I mean, I'm not, I don't, nothing really just make me weak, but I feel like sometimes my emotions can make me weak in certain things, whether or not, and I don't mean that it's sad, but sometimes people confuse emotion. I mean, like, how I, maybe uh, like taking this, like, Honestly, anger, like anger and stuff like that, like just whether it be anger or sadness or any emotion, just how I uh, handle my emotions. And not even on the outside, more so like what it does to my mental, what it does to my psyche, because I'm not verbalizing, I'm not letting myself uh, speak enough for myself in these situations. Sometimes where I feel like I've been played, I feel like people playing in my face when I know they're talking to a billionaire, I know they're talking to success, I know they're talking to. You, you know, you shouldn't be talking like how much you, how much I, I, I'm worth right now. You shouldn't even be speaking, but I'm, I'm being gracious. 
humble for how dear you respect me and how dear me I stand up for myself and make my mind free to come in this moment and be family and raise everybody in this era of liberation. I'm gonna stand up for myself. I'm gonna embrace inside myself. I'm gonna embrace and if you like it, I'm gonna love it. If you don't, I'm gonna <clears throat> Yeah. As you should. Yeah. As you should. What's been your proudest moment as an artist so far? Uh, last January, um, was my proudest moment as, as an artist because it's like, wow, I've really done this song. So, yeah, and I released a TV show and album at the same time. So it's really fun. Talk to me about the show. What was the show about, and like, how was that experience? Um, the show was called Genesis. Uh, it's based off my first album. Genesis. Well, no. Also, I was branding. It's not based off that, but it, I was branding. I wanted to keep it name Genesis because I did grow up in the church, so I wanted to have some of my church uh, element to it. And Genesis is the first book of the Bible, so um, and it talks about in the beginning. That was the beginning of my career. So, however, the move, the, uh, the TV show kind of like like took place a little bit later um, in the career, and it came out once the Exodus album that came out, which is the next book after that album, um, for those you know for the religious purposes. However, the music is very much not religious at all. It's kind of like conscious, like it's just uh, raunchy. And I feel like that was me to find the odds because at the end of the day, I can still believe what I want to believe. Like I can still embrace myself and not hide from the world. So um, the TV show was called Genesis, and it was basically about this sister who had killed herself. Um, and the brother and sister, the other brother and sister wanted to know why she did it. And once they found out why she did it, uh, they, they, they found the reason it was this dude. They tried to like, you know, I don't want to give too much because you know it's out now on Genesis TV, the, the TV show.com or dot dot Also, if you go to my YouTube channel, you can watch episode three and four. The player a lot to handle YouTube channel, you can watch episode one. So I want to give too much of the thing, but it's really about family issues. It's how a domino effect. When one one things happens, and not a lot of things can happen. It's really intense. It's a lot of. Uh, really intense moments that honestly for me to be upcoming, I, excuse my friend, shit it on next. I have the hoodest of the hoodest niggas talking about their acting going good and goddamn well, excuse me. We have, you You have never acted in anything ever in your life, but you saw the slayer, somebody in your hood, or somebody who around who's making it, who pop it. You know, I am mean, inside of the hood, nobody want to embrace it. Everybody's love to Everybody want to do a little nasty stuff. Everybody want to embrace the slayer and be like the slayer and drink, and you know, drink, look out in the bottle and, yeah, make big friends and go outside and home and just turn, turn up, you know what I'm saying? Like, just turn up. So yeah, like embracing hell. I love that. That's an incredible concept. What kind of went into the decision-making of deciding to correlate a scripted TV show with your album? I'm just humbling my genius. My genius is like, that's how I know. Sometimes the decisions I make in my career, it seems as if I've done this in my past life. And I, I, oh, oftentimes I do feel like in my past life, somebody tried to stop me and it did stop me. And in this life, it's whatever didn't happen, yeah, I'm gonna succeed this time. And um, I'm gonna be on top and win. And um, I just feel that because the I was making, like when I was with the older producer, they'd be like, how long have you been doing this? And, you know, you just give it like a certain ease. Like I'm, I'm shy and kind of nervous now, but in the, in the studio on stage, it's like a certain different side of me come out to the point where it's like, I'm like, I am like, I'm gonna have fun, like I'm here, you know, turn up, like it's a risk, like it's a sort of, and I love this side of me, like it's like, mm, like it's kind of like, low key, kind of saves me a little bit, like, uh, like, uh, let's get lit, like, let's, let's really do it. So, um, 
love that it's all it's all always good to feel like you're being in your element yes yes in your opinion what's your best song my opinion my best song is the one that's coming out in this setting now that's my mm-hmm. best song that's the best song that they can hear from me right now these these songs right here are gonna snatch over the summer these they're not ready man they're just not ready because i'm talking i'm talking to the, the grammy viewers i'm talking to the cma viewers. i'm talking to the soul channel warriors i'm talking to everyone in the room everyone can bop to the slave Everyone can feel good to the slave. Everyone can know that the slave loves them. And you know, um, I mean, I don't care if you love me, but just know the slave loves you. And hey, we're gonna be out to take over the summer. If you're not drinking, if you're not, not getting lit, you're not out here shit with good, good friends, or, you know, um, them not the judgments or the lame friends, but them popular friends, the ones that people gonna have your back, then what are you doing this summer? If you're not working on your body now, then what are you doing this summer? You go get that life on, you go get that BBL. You go do what you gotta do. Cause this summer, the slayer, we are coming. Go get them streams, go get y'all coins together. The music, go to YouTube, go stream, go watch these music videos that's coming. Go buy your tour tickets. Cause we're taking over the summer. It's that simple. I fucks with it. I totally fucks with it. Now, I saw that, now I saw on your on your Instagram that you announced you were taking a step back from music in February. What went into that decision and what's kind of brought you out of that and kind of brought you full circle into being, you know, full throttle for this next album? Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. I'm sorry, my phone I think my dad was messing up. It's raining where I'm at right now. Oh, it's no problem. Um, what was the question again? I heard some of it. I, I just Um, I was just saying how I read on your Instagram that you announced a step back from music in February. And I wanted to just inquire about what kind of went into that decision and what's brought you full circle to this point where you're fully gung-ho and going full throttle for this seventh album. Um, I feel like my label was kind of rushing me. I love y'all. I love y'all. But I feel like it was kind of rushing me a little bit earlier this year. Um, a lot, it was a lot on me. Um, like, it, was a, it was a lot on me a little bit. And um, so I wanted to take a step back. And because I... Part of my label, I own 49% of that. At the end of the day, if, I, if you want to get really down to nitty gritty, if I say I want to take a step back, that's what I'm going to do. I'm in college, working, I just want to do this apartment. So it's a lot of things at one time, and I wanted to make sure my album did, does good. I want to make sure that I can, you know, I take the time to do what I want to do. I'm not going to be worse. Uh, I'm not going to be, you know, like, at the end of the day, I have one mama and one daddy, and, and that's just what it is. So <laughs> you can, you know, feel how you want to feel. You know, and it didn't have to get it like that. But so I got what I wanted in the day, and I made it. I made it decision in good terms. So uh, uh, by the time this 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 you know this this, this interview comes out, my um, ex and my song ex bitch will be out. Uh, it's gonna be out April fourteenth. It's the uh, third leading single to my album um, coming out later on this year. Uh, so yeah, so everybody's that's gonna be lit. It's a different sound. It's, uh, yeah. 
Nice. What were the steps that you took in your break to kind of refocus and recenter yourself and get yourself back in the proper headspace to put this album out in the way that truly, you know, f- fulfilled your vision? Um, my spirituality. Sometimes I get when I get lost into the world, I forget. Yeah, you know, certain things, you know, certain spiritual things I do, I forget to tend to that side of myself. So I need to tap back into that and clear my mind. I need to um, send back all this negative energy that people are trying to send my way because they see the success I'm about to have and they see, um, you know, some of the mysteries they see. And I take time, that I really take time back into myself, really for real, for real. But anytime I say God, I hate this place because things are going on in my life. It could be from a new relationship or something, or you know, saying something, just me working on myself. Like it's just a lot of things that can come from that. Um, this particular time was a lot of things. The, the biggest thing was moving to my own environment. Totally dig that. I totally dig that. If you could remake a classic song, what would it be and why? I'm gonna have to go with one of Mary J. Blige's songs because uh, I just feel like me and Mary on the track really would just throw down no people. Like Mary got some hits. I was listening to Mary J. Blige on every day. I used to say it's a lot of which I would choose. Um, but I mean Mary J. Blige, I, I would love to be an honest and simple her and a couple of other old school artists music. Honestly, if any of the legends, the greatest one working with Slayer, I would more have been gladly working with the knowledge that you guys want to bestow upon me. So, yeah. I love that. Are there any songs out right now that you listen to and you're like, damn, I wish I wrote that? Um, okay, let me see. I feel like, okay, I, no shade to the dude at all. Like, no shade, bro. Cause you know me, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, like, we two different type of rappers. You know what I'm saying? I'm a bisexual male rapper. I make club music, hip-hop music, and niggas and females all can shake their ass to and get drunk, you know, just to have fun too. This particular artist, I think it's, I don't know, I really don't know, I just know it comes on the radio. But um, it's like, I mean, he be like, sleeping on me now, sleeping on me now, cricket with Nick, let it cake for a 20 minute set. Uh, I think it's, it's like back in, something like that. Whoever sang that song, bro, I really wish I made that song because it's that pop and it bring out a, a side of me that's like, yeah, like, I like that. <laughs> I like that. I fucks with that. I fucks with that. And plus, he's from South Carolina, so yeah. Now um, you know, we, we gotta, we gotta pop our shit. And, you know, do absolutely for sure. Now, being that you are a bisexual artist, how do you think your reception has been from the industry at large? to you and your music being that you know we see how they give the resistance to gay rappers we see how they you know praise the straight rappers but we don't really see anybody really fully focused in that in between stage or that you know that that middle ground how has that been for you um, honestly, well, I'm, I just came out with my last album, uh, my, not my last, my fifth album, 
uh, which I represent for Mitchell Affair, which is National Bisexuality Day. So shout out to all the bisexual men and women in the world and men, women, whatever you choose, whatever you would like to be. And shout out to you. Happy day. <laughs> Happy day. Uh, so, um, so, yeah, my, my, my reception, my, uh, I, I feel like people's perception of me naturally, I feel like people already feel like I'm just kind of like a sneak, you know, just like just mysterious. So, I mean, but once I open my mouth, or once I open my mouth and I speak, and I show them, like, show them that I'm educated, I can move and run over to anybody. Whether it doesn't matter where you come from, you can be Asian, Hispanic. Um, it doesn't matter because it, it just doesn't matter. Um, in my sexuality, and that should not be something that you judge me. Well, I'm a person. That's why when it comes to kids watching me, I mean, at the end of the day, you should be. I don't make music for y'all chaps. I make music for people my age, people who are my age. And once I feel like that's kind of getting into it, before I even feel like that. No display has always been big business moves. So I don't really know. I don't really care about the perception of people, but the perception of me, once I came out, is makes me, it's made me uh, work with other people who are like or LGBTQ feel and I know that that's fine because this album has a couple, uh, not a couple, but uh, I, I song only like that. So it's, I found liberation in that. I like that because I know the ones who claim they don't like that, they do like that. And those are the ones who gonna throw the dollars. And then you ain't thinking about the money. And still having yourself work at the end of the day, don't you be giving yourself out here. But if you can't just get the money and still have to keep yourself work, you're not popping and still be on the billboard. You're not popping because you have to know the game and slay another game. You know what I'm saying? Slay another game. That makes perfect sense. So, in that line of thinking, how do you balance your authenticity with feeding your fan base and pleasing your label and, you know, satisfying everyone all the way around if you can? How do you balance that with being your most authentic self at all times? I mean, my music, not gonna lie, is my authentic self. It's just a different side of myself. Um, so, and, and when it comes to that, like, if I, if I can't do it, I won't be, I won't be. That's when, that's when the people come out and hate hey, this what I'm gonna do with y'all like y'all gonna just quiet because that's how I feel about it. But I, I I naturally can do it. I just I'm just I'm <laughs> not tomorrow I can do it. I can um, be this person and do this for them and help them to that person and not stretch myself out. It gets to the point where I feel like I'm stretching myself out. I'm the artist. Y'all need me. Without me, it's gonna be no show. So I'm not gonna work myself, I'm not gonna overwork myself, but I am willing to do what y'all need me. I'm with you other than that. In your opinion, what makes a perfect song? Honestly, what makes a perfect song is just like one that can reach anybody. Anybody. That's what makes a perfect song. One that can one that anybody can bob their head to be like, yeah, that's Hello? Hey, 
how would this player's music change the industry? Hello? So, as I was saying before, what I really want to know is how will Desleya's music change the industry? Um, the same, uh, that's a good question. I feel like it'll change the industry by um, forcing people to be themselves, to be authentic, to look deeper than what a label wants them to do, to look deeper than what they feel like their community society wants them to do, and just be themselves. I have set a precedent for people wanting to embrace authenticity. So yeah. Nice. Who's an artist that's no longer living that you wish you would have gotten a chance to work with before they passed? Uh, the iconic and famous Whitney Houston. You know, like I said, we got the same birthday. Both Leos. You know, both got that uh, that Moon and Aries. You know, we pop. I love that. That's incredible. So who's a legend that is still living that you would like to perform a live tribute to? Nice. What would be the Little Wayne song that you would perform? Um, the Lollipop Mrs. Officer. Um, even I could even go back to that block is hot, the block is hot. You can go back to that kid days. <laughs> 
Yes, the classics. I <laughs> love that. So getting to this point in your career, you know, seven albums in, doing all the things, going to your next levels, reaching your newest heights. Um, at this point, what do you think you fear more? Success or failure? Failure. Most definitely. Um, even though I feel like my success is inevitable, it's going to happen regardless. Um, however, failure is still really, like, really, really a big fear of mine. Like, really big fear of mine. Nice. Okay. Now, do you think you found yourself yet? No, uh, but I am finding myself at this moment in my life. I'm pretty sure by the time I turn 20, 23 next year, I'm pretty sure that I'll be, uh, I'll be, uh, I'll be there. I really get it. At least have somewhat of a small amount of knowing who I am. I love that. So, what does the person that you've become today? tell your younger self in retrospect? What do you tell your younger self who's just writing their first 16 as the person who's gearing up to release their seventh album? Um, everything that you thought in your head is gonna happen. Um, it just wasn't as quick as you thought it was gonna happen. Um, I mean, that, you know, you were right, you were right. It didn't matter, I'm glad you kept going. I'm glad you kept shining. I'm glad you kept defying the odds, pushing the boundaries. And yeah. Absolutely. What do you want your stamp on the music industry to be? Like, any and everything he wanted to say, he wanted to do, he did it. And he succeeded at it. And if he wanted to go beyond and even do even more, he did that. I'm topping the charts. I would never compare myself to any of the greats before, but I'm going to break some of their records when it comes to platinums and diamonds and golds and, you know, just different, just doing different stuff like that. Um, my, I feel like my, whatever I want to do, whatever I decide, whatever I touch, will be gone. Absolutely. What keeps you up at night? Uh, I sleep pretty well. <laughs> but the most part, <laughs> I sleep pretty well. You know, my conscience is pretty clear. Um, unless I have something going on in my day, like, you know, I'm pretty, like, pretty worried about it until I wake up the next morning and I get it done. But other than that, I sleep pretty good. That's awesome. So when do you feel you're most powerful? When I'm on stage, when I'm making music, when I'm writing, when I'm creating, when I'm around people who I feel like empower me. Nice. So compare the stamp that you want to leave on the music industry to how you want to just be remembered as a person overall. I feel like that, that is how I want to be remembered as far as my career, along with just my philanthropy, my nice character, my spirit. But honestly, the music is going to speak for itself. The career is going to speak for itself. Along with, how I, along with my one-on-one connection, I'm pretty sure people probably have a bunch of stories that, I, you know, that they could share with people about, you know, how I put them on about different little stuff, you know, just Absolutely. That makes perfect sense. Is there anything that you would like to share with my audience and I that I didn't cover over the course of our conversation today? Um, be prepared for a lot this summer. Um, a lot. Slayer's gonna be everywhere. Um, 
So yeah, if you look there and be on the lookout for the tour tickets and you know, I'm in a city near you, come show up and show out. Let's get it lit. That's so awesome. I'm excited to hear it. So my last question for you before I release you back into the wild is where can the people find you and all of the things that you'd like to promote, the tour, the music, the new album, all the things of the things to slay it? You can most definitely find me on Instagram, D-A-S-L-A-Y-A underscore. Um, it might be two A's and then an underscore. Um, you can find all my link. If you click the link in my bio, everything is there. You can also go to YouTube, type in the Slayer with two A's on the end. All my YouTube stuff will pop up. You can Google me because I can slay on your Google. I'll pop up. You can type in Mason Copeland and you'll see some stuff from my hometown. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here. You, if, you, if you're not seeing me, you're doing something wrong. So, yeah. I love that. Now, on that note, children, that has been our show. I appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in to help me to facilitate these conversations. And I want to extend an extra special thank you to my guest, Desleia, for blessing the podcast today. Thank you so much for being here. No, thank you so much for your time. I really, really appreciate it. And you're so awesome at what you do. And I cannot wait to see you be have your own, you know, like your own talk show, your own, like, you know, you're, you're really up there because you're destined for greatness. You're destined for success. You're such an amazing, welcoming, awesome person. Thank you so much. That means the world to me. I can't wait to book you for the official talk show. You have to stop by. <laughs> Most definitely will a couple times if you need me. Absolutely. You're a friend of the show, so you're always welcome. Now, with that being said, I want to remind all of you guys out there to be real, stay in reality, and always, always bring the realness. I am Brian K. James. This has been Real Reality Realness. And until next time, I want to let you guys know that I love all of you from the bottom of my green heart emoji. Keep the mess in the message, be useful, but never be used, and misbehave yourselves. All right, y'all. Peace. Bye, guys. What's going on, everybody? Brian K. James here, and I'm so excited to let you know that this podcast is being brought to you in part by Outlander Media Network. Outlander's mission is to bring you the most exclusive alternative content from across the web, from the farthest reaches invading your space. We appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in and never want you to forget to embrace your inner Outlander. I am Brian K. James, and this is Real Reality Realness.